what's up everybody welcome to episode one of season three of quality violent cinema my name is ian i'm christian and we're kind of doing a um think about it kind of like a recap of uh the first season um i think it was technically episode two it's our extreme web of horror um it's kind of because we've grown we've you know things have changed we've been doing this for a little over a year so i was just kind of curious of uh whether our movie chases have changed yeah and it's we've seen a lot since then but also i mean that's back then our show wasn't even on video it was just a you know fucking audio show audio only so we'll have visuals now we're gonna edit some edit some stuff in so it's gonna look a lot cooler but i would recommend going back and listening to our old one just to kind of see how we've grown and if you haven't checked us out on Spotify, if you think that we're only on here, you got to check us out on Spotify too, because there's shit on there that's not on the YouTube. So, yeah, definitely check out our, our Spotify. Yeah, and we're definitely going to eventually kind of bring season one, but we're not. We're probably not going to do every episode. We're probably just going to come and do the key ones, like the big interviews, and um, some of them we actually have. Like we actually got a video um, with Fred Vogel, so we thought it would be kind of cool to bring that in and kind of do so. It's like new you know footage that no one has seen except for us but you know. yeah yeah so we're gonna get back into the extreme web of horror which was i think episode three for us because we did well zero then one then two so yeah. it's episode two technically episode two but yeah we're gonna skip the web of horror because you know you know enough about that mainstream stuff we're gonna go into the extreme web of horror Again, so we'll have that picture. Everyone can take a look at it, but it's online and shit. I think it'll go viral one day. Who who made that? Didn't Silas help us with it? With the artwork? he did a lot of the artwork. Um, to be honest, I almost want to redo some things, but I want, you know, it's one of those things that when you visit a project like a year later, you're like I might change a couple of things, but it's going to be pretty much that. But um, I might even update the artwork. Yeah, just to get into what the extreme level horror was, it was kind of a breakdown of different subcategories. And we had it into basically like documentaries, uh, experimental, fetish, gore, exploitation, torture, um, and then uh, disturbing drama by itself. Um, and then so and within those, the documentary had like cinema vite, mixtapes and compilations, Mondo, uh, experimental had animation, shorts and art house, uh, fetish was vomit, BDSM and porn gore. Uh, gore, we had Grindhouse, Splatter, and Body Horror. Um, under Exploitation, we had Sexploitation, Naziploitation, Drogportation, and Based on a True Story. Um, under Torture, it was Pinku, Women in Captivity, Snuff, uh, and Rape Revenge, and then Disturbing Drama. So that was basically it. So, yeah, yeah so we're going to kind of go in, uh, back and forth. I'll list mine, and then he'll list kind of like what he thinks is, you know, one, and I don't necessarily say like, this is like my absolute favorite because I don't like saying favorites. I just think that this is a good example. It's like a good jumping off point. Yeah. It's a good example of that subcategory and one that I do enjoy. Um, but like I said, I, I don't like favorites. I don't use a lot of favorites. Uh, we'll get into documentaries. But, um, I feel like documentaries is kind of tough because documentary in it, even of itself is just kind of a subcategory because there are a lot of documentaries that are just, you know, an extreme horror. Um, so to go into mine um, is Beyond Horror. Uh, I think it's a really good one. Um, and it's about to finally get released. Um, I mean, I have the one that um, 
Marcus Cook kind of sent to me, which is really nice of him to do because this is very like an exclusive thing. But um, so I have that, but yeah, it's not out yet. Yeah, I really want to get a copy of that. That was really awesome too. Anyone that made it to the screening, that was a really fun night. I think that documentary is going to make huge waves when it gets out because people just mm-hmm. love people love sampling extreme content without having to actually buy it or like or go too far into it. So I think it'll give everyone a really really good taste of like the extreme and underground scene without having to like go fully into it. And I think it'll get a lot of people into it too. So mm-hmm. I think even if they edit it down, cause there is, you know, they have to do kind of like a censored version cause they do show a lot of the um, actual scenes and there's yeah. nudity. There's a lot of stuff. So they could, and it's a three hour long thing. So if they cut it down a little bit, it's not really necessarily a bad thing, you know? So it's, yeah. um, <clears throat> I think it'd be good. I think it's, uh, it's, I, I can't wait to kind of see what to do with it yeah um my pick is going to be dead hands dig deep 2016 directed by spencer heath hell yeah thanks for holding it up for me because i don't own a copy (laughs) Um, it's it's hard to come by so it is it was only released in australia am i correct yeah Mm -hmm. so and i don't know why because i feel like it's another thing that I mean, it's just a really interesting documentary, and it really pulls at your heartstrings towards the end. Like, oh yeah, yeah, it kind of messed both of us up the day we saw it. Before we did our um, our musicians Music one, yeah, mm-hmm. our musicians one. That's a really cool episode. Uh, if anyone wants to go back to our audio shit and check out the musicians and horror, that's a we we ended up talking about some of the most fucked up shit we talk about on any on any of our episodes mm-hmm. on our musicians episode, but yeah but we talked a lot about kettle cadaver and um and the 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 singer of kettle cadaver who was very 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 into the self-mutilation scene or at least on himself and uh he, he does some really messed up shit like staples his or nails his dick to boards and like performs on stage with his board hanging off of his cock and like just and that's like that's bad but it gets a lot worse he does so much shit that kind of just makes me go oh fuck like like especially when he rips his ball sack up like with turns it into like a screwdriver brain thing thing, yeah so yeah but yeah it's just basically catching up with him after his music career is kind of fizzled out he's living kind of on the outskirts of town and He's pretty messed up from drugs and alcohol, and he's kind of recalling uh, everything the best he can, but a lot of it is talking to a lot of people from his hometown about kind of the the effects that he's left on everything and their memories, and it's great, but it, it really, towards the end, it fucks you up, especially once you know that he's dead. He died, killed himself shortly after the movie was made, so yeah, check out Dead Hands Dig Deep um so you know they go uh this is gift uh so kind of going into sit and because it kind of goes into this fictional thing where he's like even he's like this doctor that's you know describing and helping heroin addicts and and then there's uh you know just the scene of he's basically makes believe of if his wife would to die of a heroin overdose and what he would do in that circumstance um but it also has like footage of their wedding and you know other stuff and then live footage of the of you know the band playing and stuff it's a really crazy movie that's jane's addiction right or was it porno yeah it's jane's addiction it's jane's addiction it was really stuff okay yeah 
I, I still got to check that out. I'm, I am a Jane's Addiction Porno for Pyros fan. Like, not an extreme fan, but I like them enough that when you told me about that, I was like, damn, I didn't even know that existed. It just, mm-hmm. like, goes in that whole category that we were talking about of just media that was released in the 90s from bands that was just on the extreme side. Like, Nine Inch Nails did it, and Primus put out some crazy, and Tool put out crazy shit, you know, just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it was cool, too. You'd go to the video store, and there would be a whole music section uh, and like of tapes and DVDs. And it was just, there was so much crazy shit. Like, I remember one really weird thing. Like, if you can if you can find this or if anyone can find this, let me know. But it was Spice Girls sex tapes. And I have no idea what they were. Mm. But they were sold at the mall. And it was like Spice Girls uncut. And it was like some Girls Gone Wild type shit. But like with the Spice Girls. It was probably Girls mostly stuff. Ginger. It was probably Ellis. I mean, I think she was the one that was on Playboy and was more scandalous and stuff. So. I don't know, man. I tried to look up those those tapes just to see if those like if it was just in my mind, but I couldn't find anything about it. So maybe they got washed off the face of the earth. <laughs> maybe. My pick, kind of like the Pam, kind of like how the Pamela Anderson. I'm sure were the tapes were sold for a while, you know, uh, just like physical copies. And, but then once they made the website, then it's just like it was free. To yeah, anywhere. pretty much. But, pretty much. Yeah. My pick for cinema every day would be Atroz from. 2015 directed by lex ortega uh i've talked about this in a few episodes especially our snuff one it was the only i think it was the only thing i watched for researching our snuff episode that i liked because we watched a lot of bullshit for that episode but uh yeah it's it's cool it's a mexican snuff like pseudo snuff film uh, it's got a few parts that are filmed like a like a regular linear narrative film, but most of it is filmed camcorder, like digital video footage. And it's it's a lot like August Underground when it comes to the brutality and stuff, but when it comes to the story and the background on the main character, uh, that's where I think the movie is really rich. But I also feel like that's when some of the most fucked up shit that I've seen in any movie has ever happened, especially when um the child childhood traumas of the past come back and the kid gets revenge against his parents um that maybe that's a big spoiler but that's the scene you got to look forward to because it gets it's some of the nastiest shit i've ever seen Mm -hmm. yeah that one's good yeah i love it um so now we're getting into kind of uh mixtapes um which kind of go into documentaries because of more because i'm how Mondo mixtapes and everything compilation kind of got summed together. Um, but I feel like they almost became like their, they're almost like their own thing. Yeah. Um, and then you can kind of split them into different things like poor compilation or, you know, different styles of mixtapes. Cause there's like TV ones that are more based on just like weird shit online and just stuff and don't have any core at all. Um, like so the ones you're just, making. But, yeah. Well, mine's have like, there's no real, like blood or like when it comes to like actual death but they're there's like you know messed up horror movies yours goes but, more for humor I would yeah say. yeah 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 and it's for anyone that doesn't know i'm starting to do like something called tv party it's basically just kind of little random mixtapes of uh they're, they're interesting they're a lot of fun i've been enjoying making them it's freaking acid trip though <laughs> <laughs> don't don't watch his mixtapes if you're like if you got a head full of acid because you might like go on a killing spree <laughs> or something a killing spree or uh, or uh, something worse spree 
But I got into some ones that I definitely really enjoy. I mean, Cunt Bug Boulevard is definitely one that's heavily uh, sought after and is really good. Sorry, like it's, or it doesn't matter. It's all whitewashed anyways. But um, this one's great. Uh, I've only gotten my hands to be able to get on the fourth one, but um, they're crazy. Um, they're definitely another one that he won't do any kind of animal stuff or real gore or anything like that. It's more, but there's definitely some fucked up fetish stuff in there. Um, so still not for the faint of heart, that's for sure. Um, but somebody that's, I recently, uh, got into this one is awesome, um, made by Micah, but, um, but they ultimate splatter, say ultimate underground amateurs, uh, slaughter fest of death, but good, good stuff. Uh, definitely a fast pace. Um, lots of just good SOV, crazy, awesome stuff. You'll see a lot of like, you know, um, violent shit and just different things like that. It's really cool. Um, oh, sorry. But what about your mixtapes? I think you just showed a little spoiler. Um, it did. Mine is going to be kind of like out of the ordinary. I actually have a physical copy. Um, nice. But yeah, the fucking CKY collection. And I'd say mainly CKY2K because that's really when they broke into the video market like big time and were selling their shit at the mall like zoomies was selling it and stuff um but the first one i think is really cool i think it's like they have some really creative stuff you can tell they were creative kids they did a lot of fun skits with no money and they shot it on eight millimeter film which you know even if it's crap i love stuff that's shot on film and um yeah, there's lots of CK what music from CKY. These are pretty much promotional videos for the band. Yeah, um, this is his brother, Bam's brother. Yeah, directed by it's directed by Bam or he Bam kind of put it together. But uh, yeah, um, I love CKY. But if that band gets on your nerves, this might be something to watch with the mute button. But there's a lot of funny ass shit in here, like. Um, around the time they go into CKY3 territory is around the Viva La Bam era, Jackass era. So you get a lot of those characters in there. But I Johnny think, Knoxville comes in eventually. Yeah, I don't know how much Johnny Knoxville is on the CKY movies. I don't have CKY4. I need to buy that. But this also has the – this DVD also has the documentary, which is really fun to watch. It was one like what were the original ones? There was like shit, and then something else that just had the one was just Wee Man was in blue. Oh, those were the uh, the Big Brother magazine. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah. There was like wasn't I think one of them was called Dick or something. Yeah, there's just one word. I think yeah. each word like was one word. Yeah, those are good too. I never owned those. My friends had those, though. Yeah, those were a lot of, like a lot more skateboarding than CKY stuff, but mm-hmm. but yeah, those are cool. So what's your Mondo pick? So going to Mondo would be, I already kind of snuck it, but Mondo Siam, um, done by uh, Rene Weisner, which he was one of the few um, kind of people keeping Mondo alive. And it's cool to actually have that. And he's um, still coming out and stuff all the time. So really, really cool stuff. Um, definitely, you know, there's not a lot of like, it's not as narrative driven as like some of you get in like the old narrative of like old Mondo. I think that's kind of better because I feel that a lot of times it didn't age well. A lot of the um, things, especially if you go into like 
um, what was it, Caged Girls, or the one that's, like, all about lesbians, like, oh my god, is it politically incorrect? Like, there's just, <laughs> there's just some, well, the, about it, it's just, the like... narrative in the Mondo films is usually fabricated by the filmmakers, and I think that's a lot what Cannibal Holocaust is about, is about, yeah. is about the filmmakers, like, going into these these uncharted territories and making their own storyline almost for, for yeah. cinema. And he does more of a way of just kind of letting it speak for itself, which I think is mm-hmm. better. And I like that approach. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's good. it doesn't really need good to not exploit your subjects. <laughs> My pick is going to be dog dick 2013 from, oh, I, should have I have it but no. from James <laughs> Bell. Yeah, I know you have it. He's got it. Actually, Trust me. <laughs> just don't show us your dog's dick, please. I don't think you heard me say that. I just got this one recently. The whole VHS of Dog Dick. Ooh. Yeah, man. Uh, Dog Dick is crazy. It's a very uncomfortable movie because it's it's a Mondo film, but it's it's made in like the suburbs in like the Midwest. It's like in like I don't know. I don't remember where it was actually made, but like. Like after seeing a few things that it shows you in the beginning that has to do with animals, you kind of at one point are like anything can happen at this point, especially there's like a lot of mentally handicapped people and stuff. And they're just like, I don't know. You just feel like kind of like the gloves are off uh, that this person's not pulling any punches. uh, Mm -hmm. James Bell, like he never does for any of his stuff, but this is his only documentary style film that he's that I know of that he's made. Um, well, apparently he was doing stuff before where he, he kind of had little things that he made, but none of this, none of it made onto film, but he could just yeah. kind of do his own. I kind of remember that too. And I remember when he was posting clips and stuff on, on Facebook, like in the mid 2010s or whatever. Um, but yeah, dog dick, I never got around to seeing until you let me borrow it. And it's a, really interesting piece of art uh especially if you love stuff like if you love gummo but you want to see something that's like a real life version of gummo but more in like a inner city slash suburban setting with like real mentally handicapped people uh real animal death it's not like it's nothing too over the top but there's some animal death and uh just lots of just I don't know what's some other shit that happens. I don't want, I I won't go into it too much, but there was some controversy online when it, when it came out that actually got the police called to his house and, uh, yeah, got him in a lot of trouble. Almost. He talked his way out Mm -hmm. of it when he showed the police, the movie in his living room. And they were like, this is what everyone's upset about. And they just left him alone. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, but whatever. Yeah. whatever. It was just a movie. Bunch of crybabies. (laughs) So we'll go into experimental next, starting with animation. What's your pick for that? Well, I mean, I think, you know, Jimmy Screamer causes is, is like an obvious one, but um, I kind of wanted to go into, I mean, some people have heard of this, but uh, Dead Freary. And, um, I can't know the director's name because it's some like weird, it's like um, F-S-U-D-O-L. I don't know if it's supposed to be an acronym or something, or, hmm. but... What movie is it? I didn't see. I have my notes up. Oh, sorry. Uh, Dead Fury. Oh, Dead and Fury. A, and then also City of Rot. Oh, did, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, isn't is it like a Russian guy? I could be wrong. but Yeah, it's crazy Ooh. to think those movies were sold in Best Buy at one time. 
because mm-hmm. yeah they're they're, they're kind of rough around the edges but they're cool they they remind, remind yeah. me a little bit of like flash animation but like way better yeah it's like well not- i think i liked it because it brought me back to like this, this um spike and mike you know type feel and i kind of just felt like it was a flushed out spike and mike um animation it kind of like has a ne- necrostorm vibes to it too mm-hmm. just i don't know they're cool uh, my animation I'm going to pick is obvious Jimmy Screamer Claws When Blackbirds Fly from 2016, which is his follow-up to Where the Dead Go to Die, which was one of the most extreme fucked up movies I've ever put out. So if you're expecting something to top that, it doesn't quite top it, but it almost gets there when it comes to extreme content. Uh, the thing that it does top the first movie with is it's way higher in quality. It's a lot better looking. Uh, that he is he really sharpened his animation skills. I mean, you look at what he's doing now in twenty twenty two. It's it's a completely different ballpark due to social. Well, yeah, most of them are shorts now, but yeah, yeah they're both they're crazy. Like the fuzzies is insane. Which I mean, I think I remember hearing an interview just talking about how his old animation where the dead go to die and when he was starting up and when the blackbirds fly that his computers just overheated constantly rendering all of that animation like i can only imagine just like with the small amount of editing i do on these videos how long it takes and how hot my computer gets like imagine putting all those characters and backgrounds and stuff together and yeah it must have been a lot of work a lot of time but when blackbirds fly is pretty much a dystopian community that's pretty much like a religious uh, uh, sheltered religious community almost like if you've seen M. Night Shyamalan's The Village or something (laughs) and there's this wall around that they're told not to go out and when they do go it's almost like Alice in Wonderland you just go further and further deep into the rabbit hole but the rabbit hole is like an acid trip hellscape that like it's it's gnarly and you can kind of see why the town doesn't want people going in there at the same time, it brings out a lot of your inner indulgences and stuff. So, it's yeah, it's it's a great, great fucked up movie. Uh, I I like Jimmy Screamer Claus's shorts because you get a lot like in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. This is just like a long story, long narrative story, but it's really good. Yeah, the one where they actually like have where he actually takes acid and where you can see where it's still like a very trippy animation, but all of a sudden the character is like actually on acid. He replicated that so well to make it like feel like you were on acid. Like it was insane. I'll have to check that one out. I don't think I've seen that one. Mm -hmm. It's I think the most recent one he did. Okay. Nice. So the next category we're going to go into is going to be shorts. What's, what shorts do you got? Um, well, one I, I just saw recently, which I thought was really cool. Um, it's a uh, hippocampus M21. Oh, sorry. There's a glare. Um, but it's so th- they're these stream of different shorts, but they're each of them are done to like a different classical music piece um to kind of and they're all very like fetish driven or just kind of yeah they're they're really insane um i was very taken back by it and i just like that concept you know especially trying to like get out of this mold um they definitely kind of did that with trying to create it as separate pieces yeah i've never even heard of that sounds underground as shit 
Um, my shorts are both animes, actually, which is kind of left field for me because, you know, I'm not the biggest anime dude, but I I really, really appreciate Have you ever seen Kite, the anime? Oh, it's really cool. They actually made a live-action American movie, like, in the last five years. It was terrible, but it's just about an orphan girl that gets adopted by a hitman that like is taking out all these like sleazy people uh, it's kind of like ichi the killer meets leon the professional but it's a really gory just fucked up anime about 30 minutes long just a tiny girl just slashing people up another mm-hmm. one though that i wanted to pick would be the ichi the killer uh prequel movie the the I forgot what it's called specifically. I think it's just called like Ichi, uh, but it's yeah, it's just about him as a kid. And not, I'm not talking about the live action one that Unearth put out. There's actually like an anime of Ichi the Killer that came out. It's really cool. Hmm. Just check that out. Yeah, it's it's cool. If if it's not in your collection, you should definitely throw that throw that in your cart if you can find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so I guess we're going to Art House. Yeah. Um, I went for uh, Blood for Flesh, which is the one that I recently got into and saw. This thing is crazy. Um, yeah, it's like I wish I could get into it. It's kind of like what you would wish Morandor would be like. He, he um, in the best, like in most compliment, like I, I compliment, you know, more than that. Um it's yeah, it's such a crazy piece. I don't even want to like get too much into it because it's, it's hard to even explain. It's just not just a whole experience you have to check out. I'm not the biggest fan of art house horror. There's some movies that are really really good, but I couldn't think of any. One that I did see though over the last year that I did have a high appreciation for would be Difficulty Breathing, directed mm-hmm. by Guy. He. Uh, that came out in 2017, but he's still doing screenings and um, online. And he's, he did one for us, which was really, really fun night. Uh, it's about a woman with agoraphobia, and she's showing her signs of agoraphobia in very unusual ways. Um, a lot of self harm, and and yeah, it, it, it'll put you in a very claustrophobic, kind of uneasy position uh guy is a very talented director i can't i want to see his other movie mm-hmm. there's a new one coming out too the thing that i think he did really good on that though was it was lit really well mm-hmm. for, for how constrained it was it was very well lit so when art house movies do stuff like that i, I really have a high appreciation for them which was kind of funny there was a review that guy was talking about where they just described his girl eats flower <laughs> and I was like, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, okay. <laughs> she did do that. Yep. <laughs> Period. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it, there there are a few parts where you're kind of like, why am I even watching this? But it, it's a it's a really breezy. It goes by in like I don't know, thirty five minutes or something. So you're not uh-huh. just yeah, you're not just sitting there for a full hour hour and a half watching somebody go crazy in an apartment and there's enough stuff change stuff changing up to keep you interested especially watching this later like after covid i'm sure it became kind of like a thing it's like i can't watch this <laughs> i'm locked up in my apartment and can't leave <laughs> 
So yeah, we're gonna now we're gonna get into like the fetish movies. I didn't really pick anything because I don't like any of this shit. Um, I'm but, a fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you want to kind of like go into it though? Because yeah, I'll just yeah. get into it. Um, so I mean, you broke them up, and like fetish is one of those things. Like really, we could do a, an entire fetish web, and it would be probably the biggest web. <laughs> that we've created like it's it's gigantic but when it comes to like extreme cinema and like what's kind of used um i mean vomit you know obviously pretty big um you got lucifer valentine but uh barf bunny was definitely something that came out within that year that we were um starting this whole thing and we did a barf bunny screening and everything like that um I just love this piece. It's I, I just like the fact of taking a fetish piece and then being able to kind of turn into an art piece and it doesn't necessarily just have to be a fetish piece. You know, I think it branched up pretty well. Yeah, that was, um, that was a tough one for me to watch. <laughs> I fast forwarded through a lot of the throwing up just because like it's not for me. I think... I think Felicia even told me she was like glad that I did that. <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, I just get to the part that you wanted to see." <laughs> so, but um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just uh, not for me. But yeah, I'm glad there are people that enjoy that stuff because it's nasty and I love gross, nasty shit. But that's just like mm-hmm. nasty and gross in a way that I'm not into. Yeah, someone recently that's kind of getting into the scene is uh, Filthina Pig. Um, just came out with a DVD. I forget the name. It's like pig stabs out stomach and pukes out guts. It's, it's something in that regard. Um, but very interesting stuff. I'll, I'll throw a cover when we do the whole thing. But that's somebody that's just uh, very interesting. They, they were um, known for on Facebook for doing, uh, speaking of Barf Bunny, they did like a whole drawing of Barf Bunny, but they used uh, period blood for... Um, like water paint hmm. so it's just kind of interesting so they did that kind of like over leisha's face i think sounds like somebody that would fit in perfectly in our town <laughs> yeah this is just stuff um then going to like bdsm um something that got kind of popular within like the extreme horse scene uh infernal uh restraints um, I mean, you can see like Black Lava sells it. Um, so U.S. Sub Rosa has a lot of stuff that they'll sell. Um, this is one of the few that I could show the cover of because most of them are, it's, I mean, it's BDSM, but it's like extreme BDSM. It's in the realm of like insects um, and the, and that documentary that came out um, basically touches on a lot of the stuff. Um, I forgot it's over there, but. Yeah. What is it called? Like extreme, <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. Graphic sexual horror. Yeah, that one. Graphic sexual so yeah. So it's basically a lot of that graphic sexual horror stuff, um, but it's like kind of more recent because Insect still kind of does stuff. But the website's technically, I don't know, in limbo or whatever. Um, the site's still up, but... Um, then there's like porn gore, which I kind of think of like... A, so sticking gore production come, you know, put out a lot of the stuff because a lot of it's not really distributed. Um but there's definitely a lot of films that use actual porn um, in it. Um, and I mean, porn gore has been used in the mainstream, but more as mislabeled because it's like kind of being like this, like treating gore as like a, 
it's so graphic that it's like it's like you're jerking off to the gore you know type thing getting off to all the gore but this is what i'm talking about porn gore is like i'm thinking like literal actual penetration with gore you know <laughs> um but like so stuff like ooh, cover that a little bit like um kind of breeders yeah sam hell would be a great example um raped and gutted um they just are they're not afraid to go there um I mean, a lot of it's pretty bad effects, you know, um, in some of the movies, especially if you get into, like, the Ultimate Necro collection stuff. Like, that stuff's just really bad. It's like, you know, these uh, those CGI blood effects and this small little bullet wounds, and then the girl just plays dead, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, the CGI in some <laughs> of those, it's like, man, it would have looked better if you just used Sharpies and ketchup or something. Yeah, it, it looks, yeah, yeah, it's about the same effect. Yeah. But the breeder is interesting because the guy's the director's name is Death Trap, which I always thought was kind of interesting. Let's go by Death Trap. Hmm. So yeah, so good luck finding the director with the name Death Trap. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Sounds but. very influenced by grindcore culture. Mm-hmm. Sweet. So yeah, let's Speak- go on to the next category. Yeah, speaking of grindcore, here's Grindhouse. Grindhouse. <laughs> Re- um, yeah, what's your Grindhouse? And Grindhouse, like I said, is like it's one of those ones that you can even go into breaking apart too, because you know, there's roughies within that, and there's like because Grindhouse kind of was just like in an era, yeah. um, and then it kind of got sub, you know, into like a style, and so a lot of those films, you they still are made in some aspects, um, but they usually like a montage, and they like I think Love Witch because kind of because get into the Grindhouse feel because of it oh, using its seventies. Like- like homages, yeah, yeah, like some of those things, but um, or like hobo with one, a shotgun or something, yeah, because it's just over the top and you know just kind of be exploit, and it goes into exploitation a lot too. So really, Grindhouse could be put into exploitation, yeah. um, which I might actually do, but we'll see. Yeah, but we kind of we're going more into like <clears throat> the classic Grindhouse movies. Yeah. But here's one that's uh, was really fam- infamous, but Fourth uh, Century um this one's pretty pretty cool it has the guy that's um in deep throat so it's interesting seeing him in kind of more of a violent role um but they did a like so more recently is they did a a recent take on it so there's a new forced entry that just came out not so long ago um made by james bett and um km jameson but yeah i never got into that i never watched that one just because i was like i was like is this this just like someone made a fucking porn but it's like rape scene porn and so i was just like that ain't for me Mm -hmm. but i don't know is it more of a is it a more of a horror movie than that or is it like literally just long Um, rape scene it's i mean sinful dwarf type you know (laughs) but maybe a little bit more sex um but yeah something in that realm Okay. Um, my pick is going to be Nightmare in a Damaged Brain, 1981. Yeah. Uh, by Romano Um It's about a, a guy that kind of escapes from a hospital type thing. I think he's like being experimented on or something. And he comes back to New York City where 
his wife and family are kind of trying to just live their lives and um you know he's long gone but they <laughs> he comes back and it's really gory and tom savini's the, the effects genius behind it but he's uncredited it's a good one it's it's sleazy and kind of low quality film but it's i don't know why it's not talked about that much so why do you think i don't know because i think it's just under the radar and it's an older film i mean i don't know yeah i mean it's its main title was just nightmare and it's just not a very good title for a movie so and nightmare i think that's probably why and then so the other one is long so it's either too long or too short yeah <laughs> like for a title yeah yeah so anyway yeah i feel like i don't know they go to like they move i feel that the family moves to like a, to another city and he follows them there and yeah it's it's creepy really creepy killer guy he's really demented and I don't know. It's hard to talk about too much because I haven't seen it in a while, but it's good. Mm-hmm. And so getting into some splatter, um, I just interviewed the guy that did the special effects um, for this one, but um, Nocta. Uh, this one's great. Apparently got really popular in Japan. There's even a really cool uh, Japanese release I want to pick up. Um but yeah, that one's this one's crazy. There's so much blood and guts and gore. It's um, I definitely got a huge respect for um, Sebastian. Whenever I started interviewing him and digging into his work, he's definitely got some good quality, um, especially for being you know lower budget. It looks clean as all. Fucking cruel nightmare is insane. Yeah, I, I wanted to I wanted to pick that one, but I don't own it. I'm physically yet. I'm looking for a copy. I want to check those out. They seem, they seem pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. My pick is going to be something that just came out. Um, you can watch it on Shutter, but that's the sadness and that movie. Have you seen that yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a splatter fest. It's really, really, really entertaining and funny and fucked up and all the all the best ways. It's really refreshing to see as like an outbreak slash zombie movie too. That's not run of the mill. So, yeah. Yeah, they break the mold a little bit in that one. Yeah, they really go for it. It reminds me more of like that, like a Cronenberg movie or something, like Rabid, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rather than like something like Train to Busan or something. Mm-hmm. It's really cool to see horror out of Taiwan too, because I can't remember the last Taiwanese horror film I've seen. Yeah, I can't think either. So. Yeah, what's what's your body horror pick? Body horror. Um, I think I actually talked about this maybe the last one, but um, but my Chan's uh, Daily Life, the movie, um, but also just um, Sado, um, Sadi Sado. Um, he's uh, there's a lot of stuff that he's done, like the Blood Runner Zero, but that's actual body modification. So if you want to go into like body horror, that's like that's it because it's mostly her cutting, actually cutting herself. Um, so it's, you know, actual scarification, but they, uh, but the, my Chen's daily life is based on a, on a manga or manga, um, which I want to get into because I hear that the movie, um, doesn't even touch on the brutality of the comic. So, but yeah, that one's good. 
Um, my pick is going to be another one that we screened, and that was Blood Pigs mm-hmm. uh, with Brian Pollan. Uh, that movie's just something. Is there where 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 do people even watch that? Is there any way to? No, watch he that? he's uh he's going to be coming out with one soon. He's he's basically kind of going to remake it or something. There's a, a I mean there was an issue with the frame frame rate. the frame rate, so he just didn't mass put it out after that. Yeah. So, but I think he's going to try to resolve it and put it back out. Um, same with Re- uh, Reaper of Evil. It's a really uh, cool uh, body horror 90s or maybe it was 2000s, but just low budget movie. Brian Paul and movies are, are always good. I can't uh, wait to see Septic. I still haven't seen it yet. Have you? No, I, I haven't picked up the copy yet. I just didn't um, I put too much money on some other stuff recently, so I unfortunately got pushed back. But I'm planning on picking up a copy. Right on. Let's go into our next sex, next section: sexploitation. That was kind of hard to say. <laughs> sexploitation section. Yeah. <clears throat> um, this one. Uh, well, I want to kind of just get into um, them in general because I feel like. You know, most of the time when you think of like sexploitation, you more think of like Emmanuel or, you know, or something like that. That's like a little bit like very sexually driven, but, you know, maybe not extreme horror. You know, it's not going to be like your blood and guts, but a good person that I feel that exploits sex very well um, is Sleazebox. Um, so, I mean, you can really kind of touch on like any of their movies are going to be basically pretty much just as raunchy as the other in some aspects that like they use a lot heavily use of nudity and and not being afraid of showing it i don't think they do too much of like showing actual penetration but they'll you know show like full like nudity of a girl eating out a girl that you know that kind of stuff but um but one of the ones that i got into oh really quick and start one but He's going into the scumbags. Um, this one's really cool. I, they do. They definitely use a lot of uh, color filter. Like you know, just like have like a really heavy green light, and it's like really heavy red light, and you know. So it's if yeah, heavy filters. If you're not really into that, then that could be kind of like take you away from some things. But um, I think it's cool. Um, it's more for the shitty funny dialogue is really why you get into it. You get into it to more like crack a beer or smoke some weed and just kind of watch some sleazy, you know, fun gore. It's kind of like the whole take on it. Oh yeah. Mine's going to be nightmare circus, but I think I like the much better AKA, which is barn of the naked dead, which is a 1974 film by Alan Rudolph. If that is his real name. Uh, it's just about a guy who's collecting women in his barn, chaining them up and making them kind of do circus acts, but not really in his mind, maybe it's circus acts, but it's just making them walk around in circles. Basically, uh, he has a couple in that, that live in the house that are like his slaves kind of a little more close to him and they're plotting like a way to get off out of the out of the circus 
It's really good. There's a monster living in a shed right outside. This is like in the middle of the desert, so they have like a really long ways to run so they can get to anything. And there's a monster that like lives in the shed right outside. So if they try to get out, the monster comes out and just eats them. So <laughs> it's it's fucking crazy, dude. Barn of the Naked Dead. Yeah, I'll just check that one out. It's one of the ones that I haven't seen yet. It's worth owning. I've watched it. I've watched it quite a few times actually. It's good. Um, I guess getting into Nazi exploitation. This is one I recently got into, um, but fantasize. Um, this movie isn't crazy. I need to revisit it though because it was just like so much. It was hard to take in everything. It was, it's just that intense. There's just so much stuff. Um, pretty crazy. Just Nazi cult leader team up, psychopath maniac to track down. Mystelic Relic. Oh, it's, yeah, there's just so much stuff going on. Never even heard of that one. Um, mine is Iron Sky. I can't really think of anything because it's like I talked about Ilsa last time and I was trying to think of like other Nazi exploitation movies I've seen. Well, Sato Master could have been another one I've gotten to. But yeah. Still never saw it though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but I did see Iron Sky that came out in 2012, and it's hilarious because it's like Nazis living on the moon. Mm-hmm. It's kind of almost the Sharknado style with like the really bad CGI, but it's like elevated a little bit higher. Where like, like Dead Snow type thing. Yeah, it's something a little more along the lines of Dead Snow. But it's it's really funny. But I kind of wanted to more go into it on the show to bring up the sequel which i haven't seen yet because i thought i didn't even know it came out but did you ever see the sequel to iron sky that came out in 2019 where there's like dinosaurs and shit i heard about it but no i didn't end up watching it yeah i didn't end up watching it either but that shit looks crazy i gotta watch that but yeah that's that's gonna be my nazi exploitation sorry it wasn't something more on the like the cult side or anything but I thought Iron Sky was pretty entertaining. Yeah, no, Iron Sky is interesting for sure. Um, then going, I actually had a hard time with drug portation. I mean, there's a lot of drug use and and fucking every like films all throughout, but it's hard to find one that's just like dedicated and extreme horror for drugs. Besides like Black Metal Vane, um, you know, and stuff like that. But there's you know, Red Crocodile. Um, which is just kind of like this guy just completely getting eaten away by this drug. Um, I haven't seen that yet. Is it good? I've heard. I've heard it's, it's not good. It's okay. I mean, it's it's it can drag a lot because um, it's just you know it's just him basically doing too much crocodile and then get eaten, you know basically getting eaten a lot kind of thing hmm. by the drug. But yeah, my pick is going to be VFW which was something that came out in 2019. It's kind of a siege movie, sort of similar to Assault in Precinct 13, the John Carpenter film, um, where there's about five or six Vietnam vets that are hauled up in this VFW hall, like in the bar, having a couple of drinks for one of their birthday. And across the street, there's this movie theater that's like a closed-down movie theater full of these druggies that are hopped up on some sort of like colorful drug that's like i don't know but anyway 
basically somebody steals a bunch of that drug and takes it across the street to the VFW hall and everyone from that movie theater comes over and they're trying to get into this bar and get the drugs from everybody. It's pretty fucking crazy. I guess Bliss would be another one I just I, I completely forgot about that I saw. But that's like, I mean, it's, it's not mainstream. It's just Shutter exclusive one, but I thought it was crazy as all. But um, just basically this artist that she's losing her head because in, into taking this drug that makes her obsessed with drinking blood and turns into a vampire, essentially. And then she's just like, is dedicated to this drug or in finishing her piece, but the piece is like eating her. It's like, it's weird. Yeah. I still need to see that. That's really cool. I, I think it's visually, it's, it's crazy. They did a good job with the editing. Uh, my next one. Oh wait, no, it's, do you want to go next? Yeah. Um, so based on a true story, um, but this is, um, there's a secret in my soup. Um, it's kind of, you know, in, in the realm of um, something like Untold Story, um, but definitely gets more into not as much of the, um, you know, the store and him, you know, cooking up people, but there's definitely some similarities, but I don't want to get too much into the spoiling it, but but that one's really crazy. It's a little Hong Kong. Category three. Mine is a mean rise and fall from 1981 which is about Idi Amin, the Ugandan dictator. And it's kind of about his, like, when he starts ruling and then all the way to when he gets overthrown. And there's a lot of gore and dismemberment and cannibalism, just fucked up shit the whole time. It kind of feels like a Mondo film because it's it's almost like it's auto, or it's not autobiographical. It's just like documentary style almost, like a docudrama exploitation kind of thing mm-hmm. and uh sorry my baby's like climbing trying to climb over the wall that i made so he couldn't get to me um but uh yeah it's it's really gory i don't know why it's not talked about that much because it is a grindhouse film um from 1981 just th- not talked about that it's kind of like caligula where it's based on like a true story but it's not very accurate because it's just more about the more exploitive stuff or men behind the sun kind of yeah yeah especially some of the lighter ones yeah all right you want to go into pinku yeah um this is one i kind of got more into recently um but i mean there's so many good pinkus um but the shock dvd stuff i've been kind of getting into but rope and beasts um this film is just absolutely beautiful um i wish i could show more but it's just it's a lot of tie up and but just the way it, yeah it's really cool lighting um but a lot of people goes there i mean they're the stories are not necessarily as important in it i mean they're almost like soft bdsm movies um but just they you feel a, a little less um sleazy when you're i guess watching them because they're kind of like you could say you're watching them for artistic yeah vision reasons you know i don't know yeah but. they're a little more tasteful i guess <clears throat> mine isn't so tasteful though mine's high school ghost hustlers which is a ghostbusters parody from 1995 by yoshinari nishikori it's pretty fucking funny because all the ghosts are like these weird claymation looking demons they're just 
horny and flying around the school, like chasing schoolgirls and shit, and really funny special effects and CGI. It's not that good, but if you can track it down, it's, it's worth watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I said, like Pinku is kind of hard to because there's definitely some Pinku that um, is extreme, but then it would be going more maybe into another category then, but. Yeah, it would go more into like a category we're probably going to bring up soon, or mm-hmm. or maybe the next three categories. So yeah, uh, so like yeah, like exactly, Let's women in captivity, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, what's your pick for women in captivity? Um, one that I came, I was happy to get my hands on, but um, flush to play. Um, I mean, it's it's not really like a full, you know, women in captivity where a lot of people think of like, you know, they're in jail, but it's just basically this guy that has them in cages and then just takes them out and fucks with them and then basically just slowly tortures them to death. Um, Sounds but, like Barn of the Naked Dead kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, there, there's some people that are like trying to sell it for like four to $500 a copy. I mean, there's only like 333 each but the but there's three different covers for each so technically it's like a thousand if you don't want to be picky about the cover but yeah but they are in us sub rosa if if this is live and it's still there there's copies (laughs) or just buy it from germany find a friend from germany and they'll you can get it there mine is one that we've already talked about before on i forgot what episode it was but blood sucking freaks 1976 Directed mm-hmm. by Joel M. Reed, put out by Troma. That's uh, the women in captivity part of the film is it's it's shown, but you know it's more about the human trafficking of of people. But it's also about this this torture show that is it real? Is it not? It's real. So, but the ones that don't get killed get sent off for money and stuff. But that's yeah, I love blood sucking freaks. It's a very sleazy. So somehow it's a comedy, but it's still just really fucked up black comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Uh, now we're getting into the snuff or pseudo snuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, this is one I recently got to, and I wish I actually got into it sooner because this would have fell into the music category. We could have talked into the snuff episode. Um, but the psychic TV. Um, the first transmission stuff. This is uh, actually has like four different um, things on it too. Because there, there was um, different things that they made, but the some of the footage you definitely question what the hell you're watching because it's kind of like they're doing ritualistic um, things, but then there's definitely some real cuttings and real things, and so you don't. But then you so but the way that it's shot, it, it makes you believe and like you don't know what you're watching or whether it's fake or real or so it's hard to figure out hmm. whether you really are watching a real snuff film or not it's um it's pretty crazy crazy never heard of it that's weird that we didn't come across it on our snuff episode but... yeah marcus cook brought it up and oh. um and then i researched it from there and i was like holy shit <laughs> mine stuff. isn't really pseudo snuff mine is more of a like a just a movie Spanish movie called Tessis which is actually thesis from 1996 just about a student trying to do a project 
on snuff films and she comes across a real one and upon tracking it down she realizes that like some of the students could be part of part of it it's a pretty cool thriller um it's nothing too extreme but it's just really well shot and and it's a good looking movie so i feel like it would i feel like anyone that watches our our show would like movies like Texas or even eight millimeter with Nicolas Cage, anything that has yeah. like snuff. Maybe not the second it. one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I'm going to go into rape. This is one I recently saw as a rape revenge. Um, it's uh, already dead. Yeah. But I mean, it's just basically like the same kind of situation where, you know, woman gets brutally raped and then she goes on a killing spree and kills all the people that basically did her wrong. Um, but the brutality in this was insane. Um, it puts a lot of like the, um, I spit in your grave to shame and some of it. And it's still kind of being like, has a, a good, like artistic feel. My pick would be the bad man, 2018 by Scott Shermer. I thought it was a really interesting take on the rape revenge movie because it showed, um, more of the breakdown of, of people's psyche, like the slow process of breaking them down and um, how hard it is to come back from that. And uh, these people basically get a home invasion where they're kidnapped and taken into this sex trade, but their bodies are transformed. It would almost fit in body horror too, but because mm-hmm. their bodies are like modified to become like sex dolls. And, um, yeah, it's doesn't, yeah, doesn't end well for them. <laughs> and it, like the ending is really fucked up. Sad. You don't get like a happy ending, but you, you get a resolution, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the thing about rape revenge is you always want a good revenge that, with that movie, even though I would say they do get their revenge in a way, there's some things that you just can't ever get back. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. So let's, let's do our last section. Disturbing drama. What do you got for that? I went with, uh, I know we've been bringing up Marcus Cook a lot, but um, Fell is one of those movies that he did um, that not a lot of people really talk about or even really know about. Um, yeah, I want to see that. I saw the trailer yeah. when I was editing his episode. It was good. Yeah, and he uses the same guy he used in Rot, but it's just mostly just him just slowly losing his mind. Um, I mean, it's, it's a pretty simple, simple premise, but um, but the way that it's shot and the feel of everything and the, the, the space or the pacing, I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, I think uh, him, when he was talking about it, he possibly wants to remake it and maybe do something different with it, I, I'd really be interested to seeing especially it being one of his earlier films. The disturbing drama that I picked is Brawl in Cell Block 99 from 2017. It's directed by Craig Zoller. It stars Vince Vaughn, which is crazy. Mm. Vince Vaughn and something that's so gory and fucked up. But this movie is fucked up on every single level. It's about a man who has his wife kidnapped um, by a gang uh i think he owes them money or something and she's pregnant and they're telling 
him that they are going to have the abortionist go in and trim the arms and legs off of the baby before if he doesn't do what they say and what he's tasked to do is he needs to get to the highest security part of the prison uh so he basically gets arrested and he gets in a fight which puts him in a higher security each time he gets in a higher security he gets in a fight um and he is fucking people up beyond belief he's killing people and yeah it's it's almost like story of ricky but in america mm. <laughs> yeah mm. but it's not really funny it's dark but yeah i think it's the director of bone tomahawk or something it's, mm. it's good but yeah yeah so yeah so that's the basically the stream out of horror um yeah i might like i said revisit it if i do think i was actually thinking about trying to combine the the extreme web of horror and the normal web of horror because there are some that definitely overlap yeah um like home invasion is definitely something that you could put in extreme horror and also be in this one that wasn't mentioned in extreme horror and you know so those are like ones that definitely feel like sci-fi and cyberpunk can be put into different ones maybe we should do the web of horror again like the the og web of horror but we'll pick extreme movies for it so like we could pick extreme zombie movies extreme vampire movies we'd have to do some searching but i'm sure we could find it oh 100 we could extreme no, alien for movies and stuff because like i said like just classifying as extreme like yeah there's extreme versions of every subgenre. like you know and so that's why i, I it's it's a tough project so yeah, yeah. to basically say every subgenre and put it where it belongs because everything's so mixed as well you know it has elements of different things a lot of films are four different five you know subgenres just within themselves i think we gave a pretty good selection for our viewers i think your stuff's a little more on like perverted side my stuff's a little bit more on the campy side but um there was a lot of stuff in between so yeah yeah. no for sure yeah sweet well, that'll be the very first episode for us for season three. I think it was a good way to kick it off. Uh, stay tuned to our social medias because we got some crazy shit coming up, including a screening on the 21st with Vivian K. Quintero. We're doing her new movie. I'm going to try to pronounce it right, but it's La Triste, something like yeah, that. something like that. <laughs> it's French, so pardon my French. And... Uh, <laughs> So yeah, we're we're doing that uh, Tuesday, uh, six p.m. Pacific time on our Discord. So make sure you come to that. It's going to be one of those Q and A events. So it's it'll be a party. Bring the popcorn. There's probably going to be some nasty shit in the movie. So uh, you might want to make sure you're eighteen and up. I don't know if we're doing verification for this one or not. Um, well, the Discord in itself is oh yeah trying to be eighteen and up or ultimately. Yeah. So if you join our Discord verify with the bots um we do have some other shit coming up too we're gonna do a screening with marcus cook uh showing the mk ultra mixtapes i don't know how many we're gonna do uh, i think we're i think we're just gonna start with the premiering the fourth one so we're gonna be actually premiering his new one and showing it first which is cool and then uh we, we might do one before but it depends on when that comes out um so all depends on marcus that's right and we still only have one patron uh, last time two. I checked. Two. Oh, 
we got a new one okay mm-hmm. we got two we so two. so that's two people gonna be on our first game show uh we're, we're throwing that together uh that's gonna be released um soon is that patron is that gonna be a patron no i don't think we're doing patreon only to watch it but to be on no the, just to be on the show on if you want to be part of the show you have to be a patron because basically you're going to be able to win prizes yeah so we want you so basically it's like you got to pay a little to get a little back you know but it's like kind of attitude but we're maybe giving out you know dvds or stickers or whatever to basically make it or privileges and things like that so yeah yeah, yeah. so the patron patreon is going to be something that's going to be worth joining for a lot of reasons but especially since you're going to be you can basically be on the show so you can we're gonna have game shows um we have we had some other ideas too i forgot what they are oh uh panels. some panel shows yeah panels, yeah so if you want to be on a panel talk horror movies with us um uh join the patreon we'll talk we'll figure out a way to get you involved um of course we are new to the patreon uh, as soon as we get the numbers and there's going to be too many people to pick we're going to have to like draw numbers and shit but right now it's pretty much open fair game for everybody mm-hmm. and like i said we might do one pretty soon even with just the two patrons because i just might just bring a guest on and have them as just kind of like you know well you're a legend so if you win you win you know mm-hmm. you're a legend so <laughs> something like um uh ramon 420 or mr ramon 420 or something like that yeah yeah or or david parker or, all the content know. creators we've been watching for some yeah years. yeah yeah dave parker would be great um everybody keep an eye out my, for my other channel i just started it's a horror corridor channel i'm going to start uploading my shows to that instead of on the qvc channel because it was just starting to flood it was just wasn't even anymore so, uh, Parents Under the Stairs, that'll still be on uh, Quality Violence Cinema. Uh, Horror Corridor, I'm going to have some clips on the Quality Violence Cinema page. Anything that's related to movies, because you know I always talk movies with my guests. But mm-hmm. if you want to watch the full episodes, please do me a huge favor. Go over to the Horror Corridor YouTube. Uh, the link will be in the description. Subscribe. If you don't want to watch it, please go over and subscribe, because I need to reach it hundred subscribers in order to get my custom URL. So it helps a lot out if you can subscribe to my new channel. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you guys. Have a good night or morning or whatever the fuck time it is. Peace. (laughs)